May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to thee, O Lord, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. Good morning. This reading from 1 Peter sounds very familiar. In fact, it sounds much like the reading from St. Luke, which I spoke about last year. You may recall that I asked the question, what's coming out of your mouth? And is it based in love or anger? I didn't simply want to repeat the same message over again, sounding like a broken record. So I thought, what the heck? I'll study the entire letter in 1 Peter and take it from there. After all, I don't want to just concentrate on this part of 1 Peter and perhaps take it out of context. I mean, we've all heard one particular reading taken out of context, and that's the uh, reading from Exodus 21:35. That's the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth reading. Now, in 1 Peter, he's talking about our relationships with each other, how we relate to others in society, and how we relate to those in government, at the workplace in regards to our employer, and of course at home how we relate to each other as husbands and wives. Now, everything Peter talked about in this letter can be summed up in one word, and you may not like this word. The word is submission. We should submit to authority. Wives should submit to their husbands and servants to their masters. This is a a really lengthy topic, and it's not one I want to get into here. But I have a letter here, or a blog, it's written by Denise Larson Cooper. And it says, what you need to know about the meaning of submission in the Bible, it's not what you think. I came away from this with the impression that yes, husbands and wives are still partners in the relationship. So I have about 10, 11 copies here. If you'd like to take one with you, you're more than welcome. So. Getting back to that reading from 1 Peter. And again, surprisingly, it's, it's a letter to the church. It's out of 1 Corinthians. So here we go. The message is simple enough. If you want to tra- attract new believers to the church, winning over the unchurched, you need to show them, demonstrate to them that they want and need to be part of this Christian faith thing. The world outside the church needs to see that we practice what we preach, that we truly believe in God's promise to us, and that we're not just a bunch of snake oil salesmen. It'd be like if you joined a a Weight Watchers program or a gym, and you find out later on down the road that very few, if any, of these dietitians or instructors followed their own, own advice. You'd probably think to yourself, how could I possibly continue on with this if they don't believe in their own program, if they don't practice what they preach. So here we go, breaking open the word. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. My interpretation of, of this comes from the NIV. I love the NIV. So here it is. Peter's telling us as a church family, we need to be like-minded. Not that we should or could all think exactly alike. After all, we're, we're all individuals. We're not carbon copies. We're not cutouts of one pattern. We're all individuals. But we need to believe in a set of core values and that we're all on the same page here. So 
we need to believe that in the, in the uh, and trust in God, our Heavenly Father, the divinity of Jesus Christ as the true Son of God, that he came to earth as one of us, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, and that he's coming back for us. We also need to believe in the Holy Spirit. That's the God in three persons. Now, we also have to be sympathetic. And this one again is simple enough. When one of us hurts, we all hurt. When one of us is joyous, we all share in their joy. Romans chapter 12, verse 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. 1 Corinthians 26, if one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices in it. Each of us is made of different parts, our arms, our legs, feet. And just like us, the church is made up of many parts and those parts are you and me. Each of us is different, but we're working together for the one body. Love one another. 1 John 6.14 says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. This goes hand in hand with being sympathetic. It's because we love and care for one another that we can truly share in our brothers and sisters' joys and pain. It's second nature. It's like breathing. We don't think about it. We do it. John 13, 34, 35. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Ephesians 4.32, and be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive one another, just as God also forgave you. John 6.18, dear children, let us not love with just words or speech, but with actions in truth. The reading goes on, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. How do we deal with that? It says here that we can't retaliate, we can't and shouldn't yell back, and we can't fight or hit back. So what are we supposed to do? We bless back. In Matthew 26, 53, Jesus rebukes Peter, and this is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Put your sword back in its place, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. In Matthew 5:44, but I say unto, unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Ephesians 4, 31, 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ God forgave you. Anger and violence are not the answer, but love is. We are called as Christians to love our enemies. The reading continues, for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. 
For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. We need to let go of our frustrations and anger. We can't hold on to our grudges. These things can hurt us emotionally and physically. It's been proven. We need to turn over hurtful things to God and let him handle it as only he can. Now, I've never been one to pray on a regular basis. It's always been hit and miss with me through the week, other than Sundays here at church. But preparing for today's message has shown me that I need to get into the habit of praying every day to let God know how I'm doing, to pray for my enemies, and let God know that I'm grateful that he's here for me. Psalm 52, hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Matthew 6, verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to the Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer is very important. But every situation is different for each of us. I've found a short prayer that I'm going to share with you. And it's with this prayer that I'm going to start my prayer life. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, my heart is troubled and I can't root it out. I know that I should calm down and offer my hurt and disappointment to you, but my emotions and fears are running away with me out of control. Help me to overcome this weakness and give me peace of heart as well as mind. Let me learn from this experience and help me to grow in spirit and in love. Amen.